Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jody Edwards of Behind the Scenes Agency. And they're a Dallas-based media and marketing company. And they're helping CEOs, artists, and brands to get seen and get paid. Beautiful. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> nice. Hey, can you tell us a bit more about, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Uh, you know, I'm a creative at heart. So it was a business born out of creative necessity. I actually got a little bit bored with my coaching business, my other business. And I was like, you know, what? it's a great time <laughs> to kind of mesh the two um, or expand, you know, upon that. So anyone who is um, a CEO, creative, generally those are my types of people. And I like to bridge the gap between the creative brain and the operating your business like a CEO brains, the more structured brain. The logical side and the bit that you go, I can play with this. I can have, have fun with my business, right? Yep, absolutely. Nice. So your clients, traditionally, when they come to you, what what are they looking for? What what are they, what do they need from you? Uh, you know, a lot of times they don't they don't know <laughs> what they're looking for. And I'm here to help guide them to say, who are you? Let's pull out the different parts of your authenticity. Let's take a look at some things that you value and we'll position and build a brand around that. And um, your content will stem from that as well in terms of the, your brand messaging. So um, it, it can be on the spectrum of they have no idea um, what they want. And mm-hmm. from that self-discovery might come, a, you know, photo shoot or a video commercial for a Facebook ad or a website or some type of visual identity to that I know exactly what I want. I'm looking for someone to manage it or, hey, we have, you know, XYZ budget. We just want you to come in as a CMO and run the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a pretty wide spectrum here. Nice. So you said that they come to you and you, they're not quite sure what they need. So it leads me to a previous question. How how do they come to you? If they're not quite sure what they want, why do they choose you? Why do they come to you? What is it that sparks a conversation to start with? Man, you know what? I like to think that my brand is branding. Whenever someone random comes out of nowhere, I'm like, the brand is branding. <laughs> so, you know, when you're visible on social media, it's a lot easier to do what I'm doing for myself, which is getting seen and getting paid. So the biggest thing is they might come from a conversation like this. They might come from social media, um, mm. in-person networking. I am kind of you know, over the years, I've kind of stacked this like omnipresence approach where it's not extremely stressful because it's been like a slow build, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there. Sometimes I ask myself the same thing: Where are you guys coming from? But I'm grateful. <laughs> nice. So, so you're literally doing exactly what you help other people do. It's you just put yourself out there, 
get seen, get paid. And these clients come out of the woodwork. And you're like, I have no idea what I want, but I know <laughs> that I want to talk to you. That's a beautiful yeah. place to be in. Yeah, it's, it's taken a lot of trial and error to get here. But I realized once I got used to um, this idea of one, you know, one brand, one offer, um, it made it a lot easier to grow one focus. And, you know, really early on in the coaching industry, um, in my, you know, time in the coaching industry, I guess, still there, just not as heavily mm. in that part it was more, the strategy was different. And I felt like it was, you have to start high ticket and there was all these rules or you have to be super, super niche down. And for me, thankfully, I'm pretty headstrong. And I just said, you know, I'm going to try more of what makes me feel good. If I choose that I'm in the mood for group coaching, that's what I'm going to offer. If I feel like I'm going to choose for one-on-one, if I feel like I'm going to choose, I want to do a website, that's what I'm going to do. So it's really cool from 2017 to now, this idea that Hey, my blueprint blueprint was really just you blooper on the blueprint word. <laughs> um, really, oh no, that's staying in. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> really, just following my authentic um, path and just letting myself explore into what what I wanted to do, and that's the creative side, right? And then realizing, oh shit, I need money, so I gotta add some structure. <laughs> so I'm gonna well, pay. Yeah, I think what you're saying there is is huge. Two points. The first thing is, yeah, you're saying that you're not quite sure how people sort of find you or where they come from, which is like, cool. It's not fucking scalable, but it's cool. It's like, okay, so there's your foundation. That's a beautiful foundation to have. Mm -hmm. Secondly, as you've grown through your business and obviously you've been, you know, everyone says you've got to start high ticket. You've got to do this. Oh my God, this day and age, you can't go on Facebook or Instagram without someone saying you must do high ticket. Here's what's going on. Or you don't do sales calls anymore. Or you must do sales calls or like go freebies or low. It's like, oh my gosh. So Everyone's much. screaming at each other. So I love what you said about finding what's authentic for you. I feel if I want to do this, do that. And there's something so powerful about finding the right thing for you. So to that end, long last question for you, but what <laughs> was it that you found was things that you did that were like, oh, this isn't right. And I can fucking feel it in my bones versus here's when I found my authentic sort of roots and then magically things started to work. Can you name sort of two of those uh, things? Ooh, okay. Hopefully I'll remember. <laughs> we'll go with the, what I do remember. And if I go off on a tangent, we'll reel her back in. So I did not always enjoy the idea of trading my time for dollars. And in coaching, essentially, that intro model is that exactly you have your coaching calendar, your package, whatnot. Um, honestly, any service, anyone listening to this with any service, but um, one in particular like that, I didn't like to have to have such an open calendar and all of that. So I was like, you know, there has to be a better way for me. So I actually switched to a membership model a lot sooner than what was popular, where mm -hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, well, how are you going to be a good coach if you're not offering, you know, one-on-ones or, you know, group, you know, group coaching, or you were just going to evergreen this offer and like say, fuck it and go do other things and build additional income streams. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> so um, I, I love working with people one-on-one -on -one in this capacity now when it comes to pulling them through their different brand um, archetypes and identities and just the whole kit and caboodle that comes with understanding someone enough to come back and say, here, this is what 
you represent visually, I think, right? Um, but that was one thing. I was like, I need to change that. Mm. Um, and so I kind of shifted away. What was the other question? No, it's, it's really understanding why is it that, yeah, because we, we've all done these things that like, that didn't feel right. That marketing yeah. strategy, that's fulfillment strategy, whatever it might be. But we're told to do it and to realize either in too deep or we just start as like something feels off. And then you found your stride with like, how about we do things that we want to do, things that we want, that we love doing, that fills us up and then magically things start to get a bit better. So you went down one-on-one, -on -one, you went down group and then realized actually membership feels right for this. I can repackage this and then find the right thing for me with my, my, my other business, another line of income. Yep. That was it exactly. And that just having that mindset, you know, not being afraid of trying things your way and, mm. but also being realistic with, well, if this is not helping me provide the lifestyle that I want or desire, um, I either have to learn or listen or do more of something or less of something, right? You have to self-adjust and figure out how you're going to get there. Yeah. Nice. Let's go through your, your kind of journey. So, okay. You, you've, done your pivots you've kind of changed you've kind of found your way how has it been for you as a business owner to to go through this and, and sort of change your offering and then obviously because you're always hitting a sort of next level and it's always mm -hmm. moving forward so what's it been like for you personally to try and juggle this business these changes and <laughs> and your personal life my goodness if anyone tells you they're not tired they're lying your girl is tired okay <laughs> I am exhausted, but I'm fulfilled, right? That's the part of entrepreneurship. Let's talk about it. It's not always rainbows and butterflies and I'm making all this money and I'm thriving and yeah, I get to go drive off in my Lamborghini and stay at my mansion for the weekend. It's a lot of, you know, moments where you don't get applause. It's a lot of moments where you don't get rec get recognized. You know, no, your audience isn't patting you on the back at 2 a.m. when you finish that last minute landing page or, you know, you hired someone and they come back and you just paid a hundred, you know, a couple hundred bucks and you hate it. Right. So unless you're posting about it on social media, your audience isn't there for those moments. That really is what makes up the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I say it's, I honestly wouldn't have it any other way at this point, other than maybe learn how to, um, overcome a lot of mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes, honestly, were caused because of myself where I wasn't listening or learning. Um, as quickly as I probably needed to for my uh, specific goals. But there's there's so much um, beauty in allowing that journey to unfold exactly that way, because then you get to help someone else or you get to um, achieve success faster, duplicate it, replicate it. And that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm like, okay, this worked really well in this business. Let me go start this business. Or, yep, I can run these businesses while I'm also helping out with these businesses. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've sort of sugarcoated the whole entrepreneurial experience. It is, as you said, it is tough and you are fucking tired, but yeah, it is exactly. so worthwhile. That's why you continue to do it. As we said, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's how, mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, we stay on this, the emotional highs and the lows. So much goes into this. Yeah. So with with your, you said that, yeah, the thing that was holding you back was, was you. The trouble, it was you. So tell me about that because not many people are willing to admit that. But yeah, my bad. I was self-sabotaging. I was, I had the wrong mindset. I had the wrong perspective. I was just doing the wrong stuff. 
what was it for you that you had to maybe overcome or there are these traits or patterns that you still see creep up on you like hey I thought I got rid of you but now you're still here <laughs> here you are you little bugger <laughs> seriously it would be distractions I have gotten to well there's two parts to it right there's the distractions part um where I learned on my fitness journey years and years and years and years and years, and years ago that if you don't want potato chips, stop putting potato chips in the cupboard, stop buying potato chips, right? So it's just like, you don't have to say I'm never going to eat potato chips again, but the idea of let me not put that ten- put that temptation right in my cupboard, almost mm. that's something that I don't feel mentally strong to, you know, say no to right now. So I've never fortunately had the phone problem. Well, never say never, but um, it's very easy for me to stay like once I make up my mind on achieving a goal I'm very focused on it so mm-hmm. if it's like oh I don't like how technology and social media is making me feel um it's not like a toxic ex that I keep going back to like I'm putting my phone up I'm over it <laughs> goodbye until I need you until the next morning um but apart from distractions it was more just things that um kind of mask themselves as necessities in my life so it it was learning how to do things like okay I like to keep things clean so maybe it's a distraction of I really need to get this done but because I'm cleaning versus scrolling social media or I'm not really wasting my time going out with friends you know it was little things like that I had to say this is sucking your time do you need to clean every single day at this time or can you create a schedule where Tuesdays and Wednesdays right um, same thing with like self-care items, getting my nails done, mm-hmm. things like that. It's like, let's create a schedule in your life where you're not going to have your calendar open on um, Mondays and Thursdays. And to this day, I still don't, you know, it's one of those like great changes where I can pretty much always do, um, you know, admin calls or last minute calls or calls like this, you know, on on those particular days in my head, right? Um, so just creating less friction in my life as well. Um well, let's, just, let's just pause and rewind to that, that first point because I think that, that was quite big. You, you say so you don't have the the pull, the addiction of of the phone that so many of us have. Mm-hmm. However, your brain was sneaky. It was like I'm going to make you do cleaning, so not doing the jobs that you know you need to do. Maybe the yeah. a task where you got a bit of uncomfort or you're a bit worried about what might happen, or it's just nervous. It's hold on, I'm going to justify this. So it's not rubbish tasks, but it's going to stop you from doing a thing. So your brain is sneaky. It keeps you safe by doing a job that technically is a good job. Mm-hmm. That, that is sneaky. It's super sneaky, right? Our brains do want to keep us safe. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we know what's best for you. <laughs> and it's free to not do the super hard task. Is that I would just go clean and listen to your music. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there's so there's so many of us. So basically whatever your distraction is, it's it's find it. So you can identify a plan around it so you can have more of what you actually want. And if that's more time, um, then maybe it's time to hire that particular task out. There's also mm-hmm. things I realized like, hey, I could outsource this. I hate doing laundry. Um, it's it's time or money is what I tell everyone entrepreneurship. But in, in life, if you don't have the, the resources, um, you got to have the funds. Or if you don't have the funds, you have to have the time, right? So t- tell me more about that because... You're talking about, yeah, what can I outsource? And you went straight through a, a personal thing. So, of course, mm-hmm. as a business owner, we, you know, there's so many time studies and different techniques and ways of doing this. It's, you know, is it 
what what are the first steps is it va is it hiring is it a cleaner or a chef or whatever it might be because there's all these things that take our time take our energy so how can we leverage our money so would you say is is it a toss up are they are they both as equal is it the personal tasks that can help you more with your mindset or is it the business task what what would you rather be throwing your money out to be like this is going to save me time and energy and energy man i love that question no one's ever asked me that before mark <laughs> let's see i would say depending on the phase you are at in your life and your business um i do believe there are six different business pillars that's what i teach my clients and depending on like your growth phase or your nurture mm -hmm. phase or whatever that is for your your business um you have to figure out what you can let go of. In the growth stage, it's probably a lot easier for you to let go of your time um, because you're trying to recoup those funds to build your brand, build your business, pay for your expenses, you know, right? And maybe even expand your team. And then over yeah. here, when the finances aren't as stressful um, or things feel balanced, let's say you're a new parent or something like that, um, you're giving time to something personal, raising a child, and your business almost has to take a backseat because you are prioritizing raising this child as we should, right? Not being a parent myself, but um, sacrifices look different for everyone. And so you're not always gonna be in this phase where you're raising a child, right? At some point, it's gonna be self-sufficient. And I think of businesses the same way. So if I want something and I um, make the decision to invest my time at first, even if the funds are there, it helps me free up more time in the future. And that's really this ideology of the time freedom that we're all seeking, right? We all want time, um, time freedom and financial freedom. But which one do we give up first to get both at the end? It's like this race. And it's just like the tortoise and the hare, you know, or the slinky effect, whatever speed that is going for you. So I think the answer to your question, honestly, is to find a balance of both where you can get ahead, because mm -hmm. I also would not want to put so much time into something that I'm now time poor or so much um, finances into something where I'm taking a hit financially without being able to get a return on that investment. What was the hardest thing for you? Was it to invest in things financially, to bring in more help, more assistance, software, whatever it was that will help you? Or is it... Yeah spending your time what was it that was your first hurdles like yeah I, I don't think I can do this which one which one was it the first hurdle was absolutely financially because it was the investment in coaches and being in spaces where I knew would help me level up and at this point I was making enough to quit my full-time job as a human resources manager and it was just me I didn't have a team right it was just me um doing all the things, answering the emails, sending out the invoices, delivering the service, doing the branding, doing the marketing, all of that. Uh -huh. And so I had, I had more time to give, but at this point it's like, well, no matter how much time you give, how are you going to tap into someone else's knowledge about how to attain more financially or attain more time-wise? Mm. We all hit this roadblock. Um, and that roadblock for some people might be a three mile sprint, a one mile sprint or a freaking marathon. So whenever you find yourself slowing down because you're at the roadblock, but you still have more race that you want to run, you have to jump over the hurdle. And a lot of times that's going to be your own personal thing. Do you have the funds to invest to help attain 
the thing that you want to attain or do you, is it something like you're just going to spend all your time trying to not invest at what point it's going to feel silly. So I think our, yeah, and there it is, there's us. the barrier, being able to invest and fast track your success, fast track the knowledge, which mm-hmm. makes logical sense, but oh, it can be terrifying when it's money. It's the biggest thing. And there's the, the flow as an entrepreneur, how to invest financially and confidently and securely when it's like, ee, it might get me there quicker, but then you start to justify and maybe maybe it's not quite as much belief in that as you, as you thought there was. Because when you financially back it, it's like, yeah, they, you're putting your trust into it now. You're actually yeah. putting that into it. Yeah. So um, with these, so you said about these hurdles. So you're in your car right now and all these hurdles and barriers are coming up. What is it for you now as you've got to the level that you're at? Obviously, you, you help coach so many people through this. You help guide people through their brand and their business. Mm-hmm. What is it for you that is, yeah, here, here's what I'm facing right now. Here's, here's, what, here's what I'm going through at this level. Yeah, I want to answer the first part um, of the hurdles because at this point, it's like, skirt, 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 right? But here's <laughs> the thing. I'm pretty skilled. I'm skilled. <laughs> driver so I can you know maybe might hit a bump or two might yeah be able to drifting around enjoying yeah. it right <laughs> or I'm looking real cool with a <laughs> fast and the furious Tokyo drift but um it's always this idea I guess of wanting to be at the next level and I I have to remind myself that maybe I don't have what I want yet because I'm not ready for it And Mm. so it helps me to look intrinsically, like, what do I actually, what am I actually ready for? Because this person who's ready for that next level would be do and have, right? Who Mm. do I need to be at this moment? Um, What do I need to do? And what type of mindset do I need to have? Or what, you know, around manifestation and law of attraction, that's also um, really, really important to me as well in my journey. So right now in this very moment is this idea of, um, additional visibility and what does that look like it's another um idea of okay I've put this much into marketing I've put this much into press and PR I've put this much into you know different visibility levels um and I've also put the time into pitching right I've put the time into this and that so it's the the patience of okay you're you're always climbing you're climbing pretty quickly and in this moment, maybe you have to just enjoy the ride, right? And I think my biggest hurdle right now is just that desire for that next level while navigating through and trying to figure out who do I need to be for that next level? It's like an internal conflict. <laughs> okay, now, now we're getting towards the business side of that internal conflict. You have all the strategies, you have all the knowledge, you, you've set the foundation where you are. At this new level, you said it's visibility, it's how to show up bigger, differently, maybe more authentically, maybe trying to find the right place for you. So it might be that this new level of alignment, that's where it's slightly off because this is asking you different questions. It's asking you to maybe be someone that you you haven't been before. Yeah, that's deep. I was going to say, someone I haven't been. So it's like, you know, I'm having this conflict for a reason. And again, the idea of I don't have what I want yet because maybe I wouldn't know how to act when I got it, right? So who do I have to be to be able to maintain that? Um, And I think that's the million dollar question right there for everyone is 
looking at that hurdle as like a bubble of growth and opportunity of growth. And I'm in it, man. Dissected the bubble a couple of weeks ago, sat in my car, tried to figure it out, the meaning of life. <laughs> and I'm in the bubble. <laughs> well, everyone is, that's the beauty of this show. No matter what level you're at, you're always in a bubble. You're always in transition. Not many people are staying where they are. Some people are happy where they are. And it's like, God love you. Good for you. But yeah. the majority of people are like, yeah, what's next? How do I continue? Because the world's moving, whether you want to move or not. The world is changing. The algorithm is changing. The social media channel is changing. How you're being perceived. Maybe the clients that you're reaching out to are slightly uh-huh. changing. You've been through one transition, a major one. Mm-hmm. So now it's maybe more it's about your identity. Trying to find it's out, okay, who am I? The world changing. Say again? That's, it feels like a lot of the world's changing. So I think everything you're saying is, is absolutely true. You know, I'm always... Um, moving forward and evolving and the world is literally always evolving and the people around us hopefully are evolving um but times you know when I look at different buying patterns and different behaviors and different mindsets I'm it's almost cool that I'm I guess that's what marketers do I'm I'm reassessing the market as well as I'm reassessing myself and looking at the possibility or um I should say opportunity of what would be best for me, you know, as I'm evolving and exactly what you said, attracting that also evolving type of clientele. So we're not going backwards. I always say, you know, it's kind of like that pond scum. No one wants to be like pond scum. It's just kind of sitting stagnant. After a while, it just kind of looks funky. <laughs> yeah, stagnant sort of murky water. No one wants yeah. that. Yeah. So what what scares you so much about this next transition? Because you're not mm-hmm. completely bulletproof. No one is. No one is. Absolutely. What is it for you yeah. that's like, yeah, this fucking scares me. That's that's the thing that I want to I want to go do some more cleaning. I can clean over there, right? <laughs> clean my problems away. <laughs> no, I've never thought about that. You know, of course, I've I've been working on my my fear thoughts for a while, you know, trying to transmute it. Um, I'm trying to think like what I can find relatable to fear. If if that thought's not coming up authentically for me, it's more. Like, here's the thing. I hate to be inconvenient. So I would say my thoughts might go more towards um, where would this be an inconvenience for me? And it might honestly be kind of, I think what we were talking about before, the additional team members, um, the additional team members and entering new markets Mm. for additional things. So for example, on our media side, it's... um, finding the maybe in-house colorist for our music videos. And then on the marketing side, it might be finding the in-house, you know, Facebook ads Mm. expert. But it's the training and the time, right? And then it's the the financial investment. So here we are at the conundrum again, Um, the inconvenience of even just learning like leadership at a different level. Yeah, I think that that word is is unique. What you've picked out there is like, so forget the money, forget the time. The inconvenience, if you could hold that as true, that came up first. So I'd like to explore that. What does it mean when you've been inconvenienced? So if you grow, when you pivot and you bring in more team members, if you're subconsciously looking out for the inconvenience, where, where is going to inconvenience me? 
then, oh my gosh, you're going to fucking find it. As you're going to find, find it. <laughs> all the places where it's going to be there. Um, as you grow more clients, where's going to inconvenience me? You're going to find these things. That's where self-sabotage lives. That's Absolutely. where we can ruin things for ourselves. And again, subconsciously, we don't know we're doing it. We think we're saving ourselves and our brain again, big, dumb, beautiful brain. It's like, <laughs> I can, hey, I can keep you safe. I'm going to make sure you're not inconvenienced, which means you stay exactly where you are. Small. You're going to say small pond scum, but you're beautiful pond scum. <laughs> you, my friend, are not beautiful pond scum. No, no one wants to be that. That's, you can't dress that up. Now you on, on a really hot summer's day. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not. And that's funny. That's what we do. We we try and dress it up. So it's just that that self-aware, you know, having that level of self-aware and um and just we have to keep going. I know like it seems like such a silly, overused um word or phrase in the industry, just keep going, you can't give up. But honestly, there's nothing else left to do. Like you have to keep moving forward unless you want to pivot honestly pivot you know pivot your dream your life your goals all that totally possible um but for a lot of us I feel like I just have I have the same dream that I started this journey with but I have just it's evolved with me it's gotten bigger and then once the mind expanded into what's possible right once I had more moments outside of the bubble than being trapped in my own mind it was like oh wow like these things are really possible for you. Yeah. Um, and here we are. It's just, it's like a little, right. It's the roller coaster, the entrepreneurial roller coaster. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's you know, we, we laugh about it because we have to on this show. It's like, it is fucking crazy. It is stupid. We all get caught up in this. And yeah, it is okay to say, you know, just keep moving forward. You've got to pick your head up. You've got to pause at times. You've got to make sure, hold on, hold on everybody. Is this right for me? Is this the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? thought it was now I'm not quite sure so it's yes there's always a place for keep moving hustle grind or just you know have a plan there's also a time where hold on is that promise relevant is this the right thing for me and sometimes we're just too close to see our own bullshit it's just tough so mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing your journey and what, what you've been through and yeah behind the scenes from the behind the scenes agency it's beautiful <laughs> to hear what's really going on um and i hope everyone else at home has found this ah oh, so useful and we can all resonate with yeah we, we all go through this yeah or if we're tired <laughs> we're tired but it's fun we love it here <laughs> nice look if you want to find out more about about you and your business where can they find you I am at Jody Cadward, J-O-D-I-K-A-Y-E-D-W-A-R-D-S, just about everywhere. And that will lead you into um, other brands and other things and other possibilities. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. And Jody, thank you so, so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. 
Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.